Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. It's your girl, Sonia McQueen, with your mind, your body, your choice. So to round up my seven fabulous days of guest speakers on this show, um, to highlight my one-year anniversary of this podcast, I do have one of my favorite people in the world um, to speak with today. It is my husband, Mr. McQueen. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. No complaints. Thank you. Sounding like an old man somewhere. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, Mr. McQueen. <laughs> um, sir, so I wanted to do this podcast. Number one, I wanted to end with uh, you. Of course, I begin with you, I end with you. And I really wanted to speak about marriage because I get a lot of feedback from my uh, podcast, but something I notice even before my podcast, it's on our show, I get it on social media. They talk about our marriage and how seemingly you and I have the perfect marriage and how it's like we were made for each other. And um, we both know that there's no such thing as perfect and um, that everything that's worth having takes work, right? Right, absolutely. Okay, so I just want to talk to you about marriage. <laughs> you ready for this? Because um, like everybody else, he has no idea what I wanted to talk about or or what questions I'm going to ask. So are you ready for these hard questions? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mr. McQueen, marriage. All right, we got married. You were already 40. <laughs> you were an old man, right? Yeah. So actually, you were older than 40 because we've only been married. This will be going on five years. This year will be you five You said that years. like you're not sure. Well, I had to pull up my fingers and count. <laughs> so this will be five years this year, but we've been together 10. So I met you about 10 years ago. And you're in your early 50s. I'm in my early 50s. So did you expect um, to get married? Were you looking before you ever met me? Were you hoping, like, you know how women are sometimes, oh, I want to be married. I can't wait to get married. Like a lot of my people hit me up, you know, I think that God forgot me. I'm never going to get married. How did you feel about that before you met me? Well, okay. Since I was a little kid, um, I've always thought about marriage. Wow. Yeah, since I was a little kid, I, I had to be probably no more than maybe eight, nine years old. Uh, I've always thought about marriage, even to the point where I would uh, lie in bed sometimes and lie with my, my pillow and and kind of act as if the pillow was my wife. <laughs> you know? um, so I've always, you That's know, so just, cute. yeah, it was just something about uh, being married uh, that intrigued me at, at that young tender age for whatever reason. So that's something I've always wanted, something I've always longed for. Now, um, 
fast forward, you know, once I got, you know, old enough to actually entertain marriage, um, I, you know, I had dead, I, I, I had dated a lot, and I mean a lot. But I've never even really entertained the thought of marrying uh, the women that dated. Never even came to mind. Because, That's crazy. Yeah. And, and because in my mind, since a little kid, since those days of sleeping with the pillow and, and, and imagining the pillow was my wife, since those days, I have always had in my mind what my ideal wife would be, would be like. Not necessarily what she would look like, because I didn't necessarily have a type, but what she would be like. So until I met that person, I just never entertained a marriage because I knew exactly uh, the qualities that I was looking for in a woman. Uh, and I had met that. Now, uh, I can't say like if if I had never met you or if I hadn't gotten married up to this point that it would have been something that um, I longed for or was mm -hmm. desperate for or something like that. Because if that, if that was the case, I would have been gotten married. Believe me, I would have been gotten married. But that wasn't the case with I was just very patient about it. And, it, you know, if it did happen, then it happened. But if it didn't happen, then it just didn't, you know, happen or whatever. So Wow. It, it's amazing because me as a woman, I never longed to be married. I didn't. Um, I never thought about it younger. I never, you know, wished for it. Um Nothing. I, I've even shared with you in the past. I didn't even think I could really be in love with anybody. So I always thought, well, whoever I marry, you know, I'll probably have to settle for somebody who loves me and is in love with me. So I think that's absolutely uh, beautiful. That's that's cute. Hey. <laughs> I was going to ask you, would you have settled at a certain age? But you're saying that you know, um, if it was something you longed for, you would have been got married. But, well, I'm still going to ask, do you think, let's say by 50, if I never would have moved to Florida and you just wouldn't have fell madly in love, would you, do you, could you see yourself settling or would you have waited until you found specifically what you, you know, what your heart desired? No. No, I, I don't think I would have ever settled um, because, once again, me being the man who I am, you know, I've always been a man that uh, pretty much moved to the beat of my own drum, you know, and I've always been a man full of confidence. So... I didn't necessarily need anyone to make me feel complete because I already knew who I was, mm. my own right, in my own person. Um, mm. 
me me being married was uh like I said, it wasn't that I was missing anything, but me being married, it, it it's kind of like uh it was the you know how you can uh, I'll put it this way. You know how you can order your favorite ice cream or your favorite cake or something, your favorite dessert? Your wife's banana cake. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Your <laughs> wife's banana cake. The cake itself is already good. But then you decide to put icing on the cake. Homemade. Cake all by itself is good. But now you add the icing. You add that icing and now it's, oh, it's like heaven. <laughs> because now you just made something good even better. Mm. And that's what, you know, uh, being married and especially marrying you uh, made me, it just made things better. So that that's what it did. It made something good even better. You ever go to those um, poetry reading things and people, they snap in the air instead of clapping? <laughs> yeah. I'm up here snapping, snapping, <laughs> snapping all over the place. <laughs> yeah, but that, yeah, that's that's pretty much, uh, that's what it is. But but like I said, had I not got married, then, you know, if, if I just truly believe in uh, what's for me is for me. Mm. So I don't try to force things or, 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 or rush things or make it happen. I just, I let things happen. Okay. You know, a lot of people claim to be spiritually inclined. A lot of people claim they love the Lord. A lot of people claim they trust the Lord. But I can honestly say without a doubt that I've always trusted God to do whatever it is he needed to do with me and guide my life <clears throat> and fulfill all my, not just, you know, necessarily my wants, but my needs. So, and with that, and me truly, truly believing that, um, believe it or not, things that most people worry about, you know, whether it came to paying bills or, a job or just everyday life things that people stress about and worry about. Um, me, I, 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 you know, I wouldn't necessarily stress, you know, uh, of course it'll be in the back of my mind and think about certain things, but I wouldn't necessarily stress about it. I would just pray, leave it to the altar. And I promise you, I can't even remember a time where God didn't uh, make things happen or or make things work out exactly the way it was supposed to work out. Wow. So people who don't know us don't know that we are mentally connected. Like since we met, we finish each other's sentences. We notice the same thing at the same time and get ready to use the same words and it's funny you say that because my next question was going to be, do you believe in divine connections? Well, I guess I beat you too. <laughs> you, you beat me to the last question too. So you're just all over the place with me. 
So I, I know the answer to that question is yes. Yes. All right. So I'm going to ask something I know that listeners are going to wonder. And it want I want to know what attributes, what what characteristics. When you were a little kid hugging that pillow, you know, and and as you were I, you wouldn't settle. There was something you knew specifically what you wanted and you weren't going to settle. What was it that you knew you wanted? What were those characteristics? What were those qualities? Okay. Um, that is something that my, my mom is responsible for. Um, you know, as a kid, you know, I grew up in Liberty City you know, and I grew up in, in Projects, Liberty City. And although um, we were, you know, I guess you could consider us poor. You know, I mean, we were on welfare, we received food stamps, all that good stuff. Uh, we lived in the projects. But uh, unbeknownst to me, I wasn't aware back then that we were poor and that we lived in the projects. I just thought they were apartment complexes. <laughs> and uh, and I can honestly tell you, uh, it was some of the best years of my life. I really enjoyed my life back then. Um, so although we were poor, but we didn't live like we were poor. Uh, we were we were sort sort of the the uh the 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 I want to say kind of like the Huxtables okay. of the project. Okay. <laughs> um, because we, yeah, we we lived a pretty decent life. Uh, we ate good meals almost every night. You know, my mom, she cooked almost every night. And my mom was a very good cook. Uh, so when we ate, we ate good. Um, we kept a very clean house. House wasn't filthy and nasty. Uh, my mom, she didn't play that. Um, and I would, uh, watch my mom, you know, every night before she went to bed, I would watch her roll her hair, you know, uh, paint her fingernails, paint her toes, just really good self-care, you know, take care of herself very well. She dressed well. Um, she carried herself like a lady. And like I said, mind you, we lived in the hood. So we're not talking about a, a, a ratchet hood woman, you know, just, just, you know, but, but even though, although we lived in the hood, but my, it, it was just amazing how my mom carried herself. Now, don't get me wrong. If you got my mom upset. <laughs> these stories. <laughs> and you got, and you got on the wrong side of her feelings. Uh, let me tell you, uh, <laughs> excuse my words, but that was your ass, period, <laughs> point blank, uh, period. So, and I, and that's some, that's another thing that I admired. Like I said, she knew how to conduct herself in a professional setting. Uh, she knew how to conduct herself as a mother, as an example. And at the same time, she didn't play, you know, so she wore many hats. And I've admired that. And I looked up to that. Mm. 
and 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 uh just those are just a couple of the things but those are the things and those are the qualities that I look for uh in a woman you know all those things uh in one um and 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 <laughs> you know this is why it's so important and this is for 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 for, for my ladies out there it is very important uh, to conduct yourself a certain way in front of your children, whether it's female or male, because you they're know watching. You, they're watching. Kids yeah. watch, and believe me, I watch. And I wasn't a very vocal kid; I was a very quiet child, very quiet. But I was always extremely observant, and uh, even still to this day, I'm not a very vocal person. You know, I. I'm very observant, very laid back, very reserved. Um, and I watch. And I watched back then. I watched my mom, you know, and, and 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 like I said, when I watched her, and it wasn't a whole lot, my mom sat down and said, son, this is what you need to do, or this is what you should do, or this is the type of woman you should have in your life and your woman. She didn't do a whole lot of that. And because how she carried herself. She didn't have to. Because how my mom carried herself, I knew how a woman was supposed to. I love that. I knew, yeah, the woman, the things that a woman was supposed to do. Just by her leading by example. Um, and my mom, man, she was a great woman and a phenomenal woman. Um, like I say, we we were poor. We didn't have the best of the best, but I tell you what, we definitely didn't have the worst of the worst compared to some of my 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 other friends. So uh I just, you know, I really I, I miss my mom. You know, my mom passed away and I miss her dearly. Because once again, man, she she definitely uh set the bar. She set the bar for the type of wife that I was looking for and that I wanted. And I can truly honestly say that I found that in you, in Sonya, in my wife today, I those qualities in her, and then some, you know, and uh, that's how I knew, you know, that's how I knew. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. Um, I do want to say I, I did not have the pleasure of meeting my husband's mother. Um, she passed away before I met him, but she is it. A week does not go by. He doesn't mention something about his mother and her great, great qualities as a mother. Um, and believe me, I've heard from multiple people that, you know, when I cook, people always want to come over our house to eat or, you know, they want me to cook this or cook that. And they always mention your mother. His mother was a great cook, too. And that makes me feel good because they don't say, you know, if you could have been a good cook like his mother, no, they say, you know, they compare it um, not against each other, but just saying that you're blessed <laughs> to go from, you know, your mother's cooking to, even though you weren't with your mom when I met you or before I met you, but to go from that to getting a wife that can cook. Um, that's probably the biggest thing. And um, yeah, because 
I, I got to tell the people, I didn't even know really what a, uh, what'd you say you were raised in the ghetto? Is that what you said? <laughs> in the projects. In the projects, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to say but, to me, y'all. But, and but it, was the, my, huh? it was the ghetto. <laughs> I had to ask my husband one time, you know, I, me and my old, my youngest daughter, we needed specifics. What is a ghetto or what is a hood or what is a, and I'll be dang if he didn't show us. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I think that's remarkable, though. And I love, that's something I admired about you, just to get off subject just for a second. Um, from our very first date, uh, Quentin spoke very positively of his kids. And he just had so much love and admiration for his kids. Our first date, we were together from, like, I think the date started around six. And we were together speaking, talking, sitting in a car until four o'clock in the morning um, at a body of water, which is something I love to do. And anybody who admires their family the way he does is always a keeper. And I said in a previous podcast, if if your um, partner, your mate, your boyfriend, girlfriend if they're always speaking negatively of their own family and their family wants nothing really to do with them, really pay attention, really pay attention. Um, Quentin is like the cornerstone of his family. So that's something I admire. All right, Mr. McQueen, I do have one more request from you and um, you could take your time because we're actually doing okay. I, I'm not rushing today. I'm not rushing. But because I honestly, and you know, you know, you and I do a podcast. It is Conversations with the McQueens. Um, if you guys want to follow us on YouTube, just hit me up. We did take a little break, but that's because my husband does a lot and um, he just needs a little time, but we're getting back on it. It's Conversations with the McQueens. And I'll remind you again how to hit me up and I'll send you the link for that. But anyway. Mr. McQueen, if you could just end and tell people, um, what do you say to people that think they'll never find love? And before you answer that, I do want to tell you all that before I met Q, I had decided I was going to settle. And I told him that. I And I think I told you guys that a few minutes ago. But sometimes you really believe that you'll never find love. And I know a lot of people who would absolutely settle if somebody would just ask the right questions but the other person maybe they don't want to settle so what do you say to people that think they'll never find love Q um, I say this what we tend to do uh, from a physical sense and just uh, naturally being human beings Everybody wants companionship. Everybody. Nobody wants to be alone. Everybody wants companionship. Now, most women uh, tend to settle. Most women. Very few men, but most women tend to settle. Most women tend to settle because just like when I was a kid and I imagined that pillow being my wife and me being married, uh, that's, you know, most women. Most women uh, picture a fairy tale marriage. 
a fairy tale life, you know, and being married. And women like the title. They like to be called Mrs. This or Mrs. That. They like that status. They like being able to call a man their husband. That's my husband. Women like that. It makes them feel good. So for those reasons, women tend to settle. And women tend to marry almost the first man that asked them their hand in marriage. Not always, not always, but right. more often than not, women tend to do that. And when you do that, this is how you end up with the wrong person. This mm. is how you end up with uh, the person that was not ordained specifically for you. Ordained. Well, uh, yes, or that God have for you. That's right. Uh, you once again, like I said earlier, you have to be patient. Now, sometimes, because God, uh, 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 I believe, I just truly, truly believe, uh, when you pray to God and you really mean it in your heart. And you're very specific about what kind of mate you want. I believe God will deliver. I, I truly believe. But we tend to not wait on God. <laughs> we want what we want and we want it when we want. And God will send you that mate. But guess what? We don't want that mate. And he'll send you the mate that you specifically asked for. We don't want that. So we don't want who who, who, who God has sent uh, for us and to us. We always tend to settle for the person that we think we want or should have. And for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, usually for all the wrong reasons. It's all the wrong reasons. Because... <laughs> What we want, we will see a person that we're physically attracted to. And because we are so physically attracted to that person and super infatuated with them, we'll say, man, that's my husband or that's my wife. Fit just strictly off physical appearance. And if you really sit back and think about it, do you know how crazy that is? Let me tell you what that's like. Let me give you an example. It's like driving in a neighborhood looking for a brand new house to buy. And you have the money, you have the finances. Driving by, driving all by this house. And on the outside of the house, it's beautiful. I mean, it's so beautiful. It, it has everything that you could imagine or picture on the outside of the house. You know, a two-car garage. You know, upstairs. Upstairs. Uh, the paint is your favorite color, you know, or, or the color that you, you know, would want a house to have. Uh, the driveway is huge. I mean, just the grass is 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 so green. 
neighborhood looks good. And you say, uh, you, you, you get a realtor or whatever, and you're like, yeah, this is the house. Let me call a number. Let me find out, you know, who's the realtor or who owns the house or whatever, you know. So you go through the whole gamut. Um, you, you purchase the house, you know, you go through your clothing, all that stuff, and you purchase the house. Get the house. You get the keys. And you're all excited. You're happy. And you take pictures outside the house. This is your new house. And you take pictures for Facebook. And you plaster the pictures all over Facebook. And everybody on Facebook is looking like, oh, my God, that's a beautiful house. Congratulations. Congrat and everybody's congratulating you. And everybody's happy for you. And you're happy. And you're happy for yourself. I mean, just happy. You stick the key in the door. You open the door. And, of course, the house is a mess. There's holes in the wall. There's holes in the house. Plumbing is messed up. And you had no clue. You had no idea. And now you're disappointed. Now you're sad. You're upset. You all those things. And you've already spent your money. You've already... You're already committed. You're already in it. It's your house. You own it. So now, work, you know, you, you still have your friends and everything. But uh, every day you come home, you got to come home to this house. Now, you've just spent all this money purchasing the house, so you really don't have the money to fix it up. Uh, and maybe every now and then you fix something and get something fixed, but then the house just so raggedy, something else breaks. <laughs> and it just, it, it, you know, and it's like, man, I can't get ahead. I, 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 I can't win for losing. And now you're going to work, you, 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 you look miserable and people at work wondering what's going on with you. You're snapping at the people at work for absolutely no reason. And you're snapping because you know you got to go back home to this broken house that looked good on the outside. And all the pictures that you done posted on Facebook and everybody see that look good on the outside. But you know once you go on the inside, this house is pure shambles. Mm. <laughs> to me, ladies and gentlemen, that's what happens when you end up marrying for the wrong reasons or just because how someone looked or because somebody was real nice to you or whatever and you marry for the wrong reasons. You do not take the time to really search and find out what's going on in the inside of that individual. Tell it. Because one thing about all of us and nobody is exempt from this, everybody has some kind of trauma or something that they're dealing with. Everybody, I don't care who you are. And some people deal with those things in a very bad way. Some people, you know, learn to deal with their traumas 
or whatever and uh, able to deal with it and cover it up or whatever and deal with it in good ways. But most people can't and it comes out. And when it comes out, uh, like they say, hurt people hurt people. And we get into these marriages and in, in these relationships and it is pure hell. The mm -hmm. inside of people is pure hell. They're in shambles. You know, and you're unhappy. And let me tell you something, you know, putting it on for the gram, for, for, for Instagram and Facebook and all that, just to let people think that, oh, I, you know, me and my mate got it going on. Life is good. You know, that is that facade is nothing when you know deep down inside you're going through hell. You know, that means absolutely nothing at the end of the day. Once you uh, turn your phone off or turn your computer off, you got to live in real life, in real time, through hell. Mm, mm, mm. And there's nothing like actually turning your phone off or turning Facebook off, turning Instagram off and living that life for real and being happy, truly, truly being happy for real because you waited on God to deliver your mate. And one thing about it, you know, we all know God don't make mistakes. God ain't going to give you the wrong person. That's right. So... When you choose the person that God sent to you and give you, ain't nothing but good come from that. Ain't nothing but good come from that. Now, I'm going to end it with this, though. Uh, like my wife started out saying, you know, me and my wife, marriage is not perfect. It's not. We don't have a perfect marriage. But one thing I definitely can tell you, me and my wife strive for, we strive for perfection. And as long as me and my wife is on the same page and both of us strive for perfection and we work towards that, then that's what make our marriage work. Because just like any other marriage, we have disagreements. Just like any other marriage, we make each other upset. You know, so we go through things that, you know, just like any other normal marriage goes through. We go through those things, but we talk it out. That's the difference. We communicate. We talk. You know, and we're constantly working on ourselves and constantly working on marriage. And that's what makes our marriage successful. And that's what makes our marriage work. And then when I guess at some point, you know, both of us sit back and then we know uh where we come from and how far we've come to 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 enter this marriage, this union together. Then we know we both know it's it's well worth it, you know. So uh, those are the things that uh, you guys have to consider uh, before you enter a long term relationship with someone, especially marriage. You know, make sure you're marrying um, the person that God, you know, has for you or sent. To you. And with that, you can't go wrong. Uh, listeners, now you see why I'm so blessed. He is so, um, man, that analogy was amazing. I've, I've never heard that. So 
That was an amazing analogy. Um, I think we're the exception, though, Q. We both look good on the outside. We both got it going on on the inside, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to thank, man, I want to thank you for, for joining this Zoom with me. Believe it or not, you guys were doing a Zoom. Um, I will see him, though, in about two minutes. So I want to thank you for the Zoom. That was really powerful. It was really good. I can't wait to share it with everybody. And you guys, there's no time limit. Um, sometimes when you're least expecting it, it comes. I was not expecting a Quentin McQueen in my life, but I can't imagine my life without a Quentin McQueen right now. I couldn't imagine it at all. I talk about him often and I talk when I speak about him, it's from a place of love. Um, and I do want to throw in real quick, when you are, you know, if if you're dating or something, don't try to force somebody into a situation they're not ready for. Because sometimes they'll go ahead and bend down and they'll they'll bow down to your wish. And those marriages hardly ever work out because they've been forced into a relationship they weren't ready for and they will feel resentment. So let let God and nature take its course in your relationships. Right, Quentin? Absolutely. Yes, I agree. <laughs> all right. Thank you all for listening. And